Hello, welcome to Tales from the Albright, a podcast by the Scranton Public Library. Hello everyone, welcome back to Tales from the Albright. Today we are continuing on with our discussion of Artie and the Wolf Moon that we started last week. It is part of the Big Library Read and it is still free to read and check out on your devices through Libby. I hope you enjoy. Connect the themes and experiences of the characters to real-life situations. Have you or anyone you know face similar challenges or self-discovery journeys? I mean, I can tell you about that time I discovered I was a werewolf. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I honestly don't know. I will say, for me, when I was growing up, um, especially in middle and high school, I liked to write a lot. So... I found, like, creative writing probably when I was in, like, the third or fourth grade as, like, a way to express myself um, and, like, communicate the things that I thought were interesting and fun. I started, I remember the first story I wrote was about, I think, our cat (laughs) as a secret (laughs) agent, (laughs) which might have been stolen from Phineas and Ferb, if I'm being completely honest. Could have been. I don't remember if that was out yet when I was that young. Um, but I wrote a lot of stories, like through middle school, I remember one of my best friends and I, one of our bonding experiences was that we both loved to write stories. Um, and she was dyslexic, so she wasn't great at the physical writing piece, but we would often like do storytelling together. And then I would write down all of the things we had created. Um, so conveniently for this like mythology piece is we did love Twilight. Um, so we imagined (laughs) all of our friends as different vampires, like where we had come from, Mm -hmm. our origin stories. Then we imagined ourselves as like elemental people, like one with fire powers, one with water powers. Like there are all these different ways. And it was all different ways of imagining us and our friends Mm -hmm. because we had a group of like six of us. And it was our way of like getting to know ourselves and learning about like who we are. And because like we each had certain traits that Mm -hmm. kind of carried through as we told these stories, but also ways to like explore our potential and what we cared about. Um, So I found like that was really helpful as like a fun developmental piece. And then when I got to high school and didn't have as much time to write creatively because I became like a nerd who like had school and like papers and like all those things that you care about once you're like of an age to think about like your future. Mm -hmm. And I turned to journaling a lot and I would write a lot about like my personal, like current experiences. So I would write about my day and then it became like harder and harder to keep track of it because now we like do so much and like mm-hmm. I don't know I feel like I don't have enough time to sit and think about what happened that day let alone to write about it but sometimes I think I'd like to again because I think that is really helpful mm-hmm. but at least I had it in those formative years you know I don't know because I don't think I really did many creative things as a kid like I just wasn't the creative kid I was like more the one out doing everything like we would go roller skating every weekend and that sort of thing so I I really didn't, like, I wasn't a writer. I read a lot, would be out with friends and that sort of thing. So, like, I didn't really have, like, creative in the traditional sense. Yes, but you have this interesting way of, like, exploring pre-existing stories and ideas and sharing them. Alyssa has very deep passions for the things (laughs) she cares about. (laughs) 
And we we started to speak at work over the fact that she loves Doctor Who, and so does my husband. So, and it's only grown from there, and now you listen to us podcast on an almost monthly basis. Um, But I think that you have a creative way of, like, absorbing all of the things that interest you around you and crafting that into its own sort of thing. And I think that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Because I even did that in, like, school. Yeah. Like, I got really into, like, Abe Lincoln as a person. Oh, yep. You, <laughs> you really like those uh, historical dead people, yeah. <laughs> Today, um, as we record this, it is Halloween, and Alyssa and I are dressed as the twin princes in the tower who were murdered we by are. Richard III. So if you're curious, do some Googling there. <laughs> Discuss how stories like Artie and the Wolf Moon can contribute to empathy and understanding in society. I think it's very much a tale of community and being true to yourself and that looks different for different people yeah i think that the experiences that each of these characters have are so so different and unique to them but then they also do still come together to make this sort of like family that they've created Mm -hmm. and i really love that like even as her mom Um, tells the story of like meeting Kelly and like it was forbidden and falling in love and having her and at one point she talks about how like they just went down to City Hall and got married Mm -hmm. and she's like I don't recommend that don't do that but I did it and it's interesting to see how they each have these different experiences of the world but then they still come together as one and can care about each other and I think that's the hardest part sometimes society wise is like recognizing and respecting that we all come from different places and make different choices, mm-hmm. but that we can still come together and care about each other and try and make a greater whole with all of our different unique ways of engaging with the world. Reflect on the emotional impact of Artie and the Wolf Moon. How did the story affect you? Were there moments that resonated with you personally? For me, I just, it kind of made me miss film photography. No. <laughs> <laughs> Like, and then I just think about how I have a Polaroid camera that I've been meaning to drop off to get developed for the past, like, three years sitting on the counter of my kitchen and -hmm. how I should do that. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) I think, for me, the thing I love most about coming-of-age stories and, like, young adult literature and, like, middle-grade literature is how these recurring themes of the self-discovery and those pieces, the way that they interconnect across stories and show themselves to be so universal so one thing i had two like things that really struck me reading this one tied to that was the way that loretta tells her love story with kelly um Artie's dad throughout the story like we get it a little bit in pieces and we get these nice um like vignettes where we Mm -hmm. get to like transport ourselves into their story reminds me distinctly of the quote from like my favorite YA of all time which is the perks of being a wallflower um where they say this will these will all be stories someday and we'll all be someone's mom or dad Mm -hmm. um and it's true like she's telling her story and it's I love that we get to explore stories knowing that we will all grow and become someone new or someone who's an adult who's helping someone else and like seeing how even as you get older, these formative experiences are still so important. Like her parent, Artie's parents' love story gets to inform her coming of age. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just a cycle that keeps going forever. So I loved that so much. That was like a the big deep one for me. 
Um, and then I also, like, my, like, thing that I empathized with the most was I felt so bad for her when Kat tricked her into thinking her dad was still alive. Yes. That was hard because I know what it's like to be that person who wants to trust and who, like, wants hope. And I hoped with her. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, like, there's a chance her dad's still alive. I know. I was, yeah. Oh, that's a twist. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I was like, well, that's nice. This is like a middle grade book. Her dad's yeah. still alive. No, her no. dad's dead. Um, which was sad. But... It was a moment for me of that is hard is like, how do we encourage as we're growing up kids to learn to trust, but also to to think critically, like luckily in the end, it was okay. Mm -hmm. And she was fine. But like, it's hard. It could have been very bad. Yeah. So like, it's hard to balance that feeling of wanting to be someone who trusts and who hopes, but also like the practicality Mm -hmm. of the world. And I think that was very relatable to me in this, in this graphic novel. I feel like the end to me was relatable of, like, you want to be close with the people who respect you as you are. Yes. Because they moved back to the town that her mother was originally from. Mm-hmm. I very often, even my friends that don't, that don't live in the area, I'm traveling to go, like, hang out with them yeah. at various times. And, like, making plans and that sort of thing. And just showing how people are very communal, even if they don't think that they need anyone else. Yeah, we always need each other. Okay, what are your overall thoughts on this graphic novel? Would you recommend it to others? Why or why not? Oh yeah, I would say so. I thought it was really sweet. It is. I was telling the staff up in Children's about it, actually. I was like, this is great. You guys should check this one out. (laughs) This is awesome. Yeah, I would recommend it. I mean, it really is in all ages, even though it's specifically for middle yeah um anyone can read it that is one thing i found from working in the library is that in trying to like explore other like genres and other age levels and it's nice that like when i when i do my reading i read a lot of adult things because i am an adult (laughs) wow shocker (laughs) um but also i do a lot of ya reading because i work a lot with the teens and i do really like ya but even like juve books um, they are very, like, there's something to get from them, even if it's not something that's normally what you mm-hmm. would read. There's always, like, a really nice takeaway. And I think that, especially for people who struggle, like, graphic novels and especially, like, youth store, like, youth books are a really great way to get out of a slump or to, like, find yourself back in them again. Like, when I went into a really bad reading slump for a while, one of my friends got one of his favorite YA books from when he was younger and got it for me. And I read it partially out of obligation because I, mm-hmm. he got it for me. Yeah. <laughs> but then I loved it and I read all six of them. So like, it's nice that like something like this is a great way to say, okay, I just want something that's like fun and engaging and gets me in there, but also has like really nice sweet takeaways. Yeah. I agree with the graphic novels. Um, I feel like there's such a stigma still of them not being like real books mm-hmm. um, when really they're one of, the more innovative ways of storytelling at the current moment in terms yes. of print. Yes. So I think if you're somebody who struggles to read full-length novels and try the graphic novels first, um, because I know that they're also putting out a decent number of like classics in graphic novel yep. format, and it could be something for people to engage with the text that then can go back and try the longer novel as they already have the concepts and ideas, but and can translate that into longer full-length novels that can then spark that reading traditional print books. Yeah. 
If you can ask the author one question, what would it be? I would, I mean, I feel like I would know the answer. I was going to say, I would love to know her favorite, like, mythological character. I feel like Artie, that was the one thing we didn't talk about here. I should have saved it for when Alyssa goes, oh, is there anything you wanted to talk about that we didn't get to talk about? (laughs) And one of mine is I love that Artie's name is Artemis. And I think that's so cool because Artemis is the goddess of the hunt. Mm -hmm. And it just fits so well with the theme of this book. But I love that her dad, Kelly, like goes through all of these mythological women in trying to name her. (laughs) And I'm like, I would love to know the author's like favorite mythological figure or story Mm -hmm. or anything like that. Since she like used it a lot in this book. Um, I think I would ask her about the choice to not really include more of the standard love story Mm. between Maya and Artemis um, because it does seem like Maya and Artemis express that they like each other and then Artemis almost instantly goes off and starts texting Kat in secret Mm -hmm. um, but then like comes back to Maya and I'm just curious about what that decision making process was or if it was like an editing yeah. type situation where the editor was like you need to cut something and that was like a logical point that's- so i'd be curious about that that's fair i think we both took very different approaches to that yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay um what is your next read oh that's a great question i mean i'm currently in the middle of i think three or four different books i'm reading uh the brothers hawthorne by Jennifer Lynn Barnes, which is the Inheritance Game series. Okay. It's the most recent book. It's like, because it was a trilogy, but then there's this like fun little fourth, like epilogue style book. Mm-hmm. And it is super engaging. I will say I love it even more than the regular series. So I'm also currently in the middle of that one. Um, and also still reading The Clockwork Princess, which is an older YA by Cassandra Clare. And listening yeah. to... The book Lilith, I can't remember the author now, but it's a retelling of the myth of Lilith who came before Eve. So I know there's exactly three of them. the book you're talking about, <laughs> yeah. but I don't remember who it's by. Yeah. Nikki something? Something with an N, I think. Yeah, I yeah. believe so. Yes. Um, I think my next read is going to be, um, well, for the podcast, it's the 90s. I know I'll be yep. back yep. to read that. Um, I've started that. Yep. Um, and then for... My friend group book club, um, I'm going to be reading Paris Hilton's memoirs because I'm fascinated. <laughs> oh, yeah. We are reading memoirs. I yeah. I'm going to read Britney Spears's memoir yeah. since that's very popular at the library right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and then what else am I reading? I am reading, it's the Perfectly Paranormal Museum. It's the second book in that series. Oh. I forget what it's called. Um, but that's a fun series, too. And then, do you have any titles similar to Artie and the Wolf Moon that you would recommend? Oh, don't worry. Alyssa told me this, and I brought a pile. (laughs) So, I'm looking at, like, a stack of them right now. Okay, so I decided to just go browsing a little bit upstairs in our graphic novel section um, uh, here at the Albright Memorial Library. We have a lovely selection of graphic novels, especially YA. Um, So, in this sort of vein of... Um, family stories, diverse stories, um, ones that incorporate like fantasy, mythology elements. I pulled a selection of titles that I thought were really cool. So we've got Blackwater by Jeanette Arroyo and Ren Graham. This is a really, a really neat little story um, that I thought is the most similar to Artie and the Wolf Moon. It's more about high schoolers, 
but it's um, about a spooky town um, called Blackwater, Maine, where there's werewolf curses and high school experiences, uh, a ghostly fisherman, um, the quarterback of the football team is one of the characters. So it's a really fun, um, like, spooky teen. There's got some romance elements, um, and that's a graphic novel as well. Um, there's a couple more that I have, um, including some, like, standard favorites. So there's a Wrinkle in Time um, by, I don't ever know how to say her last name, Madeline Langle? Langle? Is it Langle? I believe so. This is, like, a classic, I think, at this point. Like, it's a classic yes. middle school, like, book. Um, but a lot of fun fantasy elements. Really interesting. There's witches. There's, like, family legacy and a lot of that in there. So there we have a couple copies of the graphic novel in addition to the regular print book. There are other titles like Zatanna, The Jewel of Gravesend, which is another um, like witches and magic style. Um, again, like a high school level. There's love, family. Um, there's a lot of those themes that carry through similar to Artie and the Wolf Moon. Other fun ones are Squire, which is a really interesting like more historical fantasy style about um, a girl who wants to be a knight and danger and other unknown risks which is more post-apocalypse style um so about like a young girl after the world ends on january 1st 2000 but it's because of magic not y2k not y2k i remember y2k (laughs) so like this is like a fun like young retelling of like if magic really caused the apocalypse and surviving in the post-apocalypse and that's like a silly fun one And then two more realistic stories. So if you're not as into the fantasy elements, but really like um, coming of age stories about family and diverse experiences for middle grade readers, we have Anne of West Philly, which is a really great retelling uh, styled after Anne of Green Gables and Piece by Piece, the story of Nisrin's hijab. So that's a really great um, sort of telling of a young Muslim girl's experiences. And all of these that I've mentioned are graphic novels that we have available at the library. And you can probably find most of them also available in digital form if you prefer it that way on either Libby or our new uh, service, Hoopla. Yes, and the ones I picked out, Lumberjanes, which that has the mythology, like cryptozoology elements to it. And they're absolutely adorable. It's about a girl's summer camp. And it has, um, like, the diversity, the myth elements and like they meet sasquatches at some point they meet mermaids like it's absolutely adorable um and then the other one is goldie vance and that one it is a girl in about the 60s like early space race era where her father works at a hotel so it's her trying to solve mysteries of crime that happen and those are really cute as well um both of those are available on hoopla and we do have Goldie Vance in print, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also recommend Sheets. That one is a girl loses her mother, I believe, and takes over running the family laundromat. And she meets a little ghost who is a sheet that she launders. <laughs> <That's adorable. laughs> and then they become, like, good friends. Um, and because I am always very historically minded, um, Nathan Hale's Hazardous Tale series, mm-hmm. those are always fun. Mm-hmm. He covers various things like the Cold War, the Underground Railroad. Um, there's a Lafayette one directly targeted at me. Um, How did I not <laughs> yeah. see that coming? Yeah. <laughs> there's like World War One. 
Um, so if you want to explore more of history, that's a good place to start. Mm-hmm. Um, because it really breaks everything down, makes it very accessible. They're all pretty accurate for as far as I can tell. Okay, well, this is where we're going to end it today. Thank you. Thank you. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, want to put any of the books that you heard us talk about today on hold or how to access them, feel free to call the library at 570-348-3000 or feel free to email me at aloney at albright.org. That is A-L-O-N-E-Y at albright.org. Thank you. Thank you.